0: From sunny Minnesota, this is the Polaris Podcast, brought to you by the Polaris Help Center. I am Joe Zemer, and I am not an expert, but today I am joined by someone who most certainly is an expert. Today we're talking with Polaris Senior Project Leader Amanda Grouse, and she's going to give us her expert advice on off-road vehicle trail riding. Maybe you're new to ORVs. Maybe you're new to using your ORV for something other than work. Maybe you just want to brush up on the basics of the trails. Whatever the reason, we'll get the guidance we need from Amanda, who is an experienced rider and an ATV Safety Institute instructor. So without any further delay, here's Amanda. Well, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Since this is your first time as a guest, why don't you introduce yourself to everyone listening? Tell us about your role at Polaris and what you do on a day-to-day basis.
1: I'm a senior project leader on the off-road vehicle, in the off-road vehicle department, and I work on multiple projects within the systems and international teams.
0: You're also an avid rider. How long have you been riding ATVs and ORVs?
1: I've been riding since I was a little kid. My dad got me a little ATV when I was a kid, and we grew up riding ATVs and snowmobiles and dirt bikes. So I've been riding pretty much my whole life.
0: You've also raced razors in the past. Tell us about that and how long you did that.
1: Yeah, so I previously raced a Razor uh, xt 1000 in the Torque Series. Uh, me and my husband built the Razor, and we only raced for two years, but it was a really awesome experience. You know, you really get to become one with the machine, pushing it to the limits, and uh, also pushing yourself to the limit.
0: Do you have a favorite place or in a, a favorite vehicle to ride?
1: So my favorite place to ride, I uh, went one time was to Moab, Utah. The landscape was just really neat and unique, and I think I liked it because it was different than what I was familiar with growing up in the Midwest. I mean, Midwest riding is always really great as well, but going down to Moab is really different, and there's also so many other things to see there, like the national parks uh, that are really close nearby to where you're riding.
0: Is Razor still your preferred vehicle when you're out riding?
1: Oh, for sure. Definitely, if I'm riding on trails, I want to ride in a Razor.
0: You're also involved in some safety training. Tell us how you got started in that and what sort of courses you lead.
1: So I am an ASI instructor, and for that, you need to go through the official ASI training to become a certified instructor, which I do at Polaris. I also am a part of our sub Betty ride, which is for women, and it's just a, a basic class to get more female riders out. Uh, So we go over safety basics. There's no training for me involved with that one. That one is just you sharing knowledge and uh, sharing the riding culture.
0: Well, you're going to share some knowledge with us today on the topic of trail riding for ORVs. If someone is new to ATVs, ORVs, power sports in general, what should their first steps be in terms of getting that safety training you talked about and just learning your way around the machine?
1: So the very first thing you always want to do is just get in the vehicle, Is as simple as that, you don't need to turn the vehicle on or do anything crazy. Just get in the vehicle, sit down, see how you like the vehicle, ask questions. You know, there's there's no risk there. You're just asking questions, getting familiar with the vehicle, getting familiar with the seating position. If you are able to adjust, make different adjustments and just ask all those questions while the vehicle isn't moving. Kind of, hopefully it will break, you know, your first fears and, you know, because you're interested in the vehicle uh, without any risk.
0: What would you recommend in terms of finding a safety course? What are the things that are important for people to look for when they're picking out which class to go to?
1: So safety courses can be found online. Uh, Usually they're hosted by clubs uh, or RV clubs, you know, just like snowmobile clubs are a really good way to, to find out what's local in your area. They're also really good for finding where to ride and what's going on with your local trails. If you're, you know, riding in your local area or in other areas, there's usually a club that's associated with those bigger riding areas.
0: You might've answered this question right there then, but in terms of finding the best place to ride, if you're looking to be a trail rider, how do I find the best place to go?
1: Yep. So finding those local clubs is always good. Otherwise just a, you know, a good internet search. Uh, Also the Polaris Ride Command app has a lot of trails marked on there and they also have indicated on there, which clubs, are associated with what's trail sections. And so you can kind of go back and forth between there finding different information.
0: If you are new, one thing you might be thinking to yourself is, well, what can can I do on the trail? What can't I do on the trail? What are the legal requirements? What are the sort of things that you should be checking with your local officials and organizations about when it comes to the legal requirements of trail riding?
1: So the biggest thing is the width of your vehicle, especially in the Midwest. There are quite a few trails that share with either snowmobile trails or they're just not wide enough for some of our biggest machines so making sure you have the correct width vehicle is big because otherwise you're going to get to the trailhead and there's a you know you have a chance of not even being able to ride so the trailhead is another place to check but at that point you're already at the trail and you may have had to travel so looking up the width requirements at a time is really good another thing always to look up before you ride is what has happened in the recent days with weather rain The trails are dynamic and they could have washouts or trees down. So checking with those clubs is a really good way to make sure that the trail is rideable or if, you know, you can help out and help clean the trail uh, while you're riding to make sure that it's safe and passable for other riders.
0: And if you have questions about the width of your vehicle on the Polaris websites, there are specs for every vehicle too. So that's a great place to check too. If you're thinking about buying one for the first time and Would you also, mana, recommend that if you are going to your dealership to look for maybe your first ORV, that you talk to the dealer about what purpose you have for it, like if you want to go trail riding so they can perhaps steer you in the right direction?
1: Definitely. Having the right vehicle is is really big. Kind of like I said earlier about going to Moab, that's a really different riding scenario than we have here in the Midwest. So you want to have the right, just like you want to have the right tool for the job, you want to have the right vehicle for your riding conditions. So what you're going to be using it for, or if you have dual purpose, such as a general or a ranger, both of those vehicles are great to have doing work around the yard or around a farm, but then they're also really good trail machines. So explaining all those different purposes and where you're going to be riding, it'll be really helpful when you're picking out your vehicle.
0: So if someone's heading out to the trail for the first time, what are some of the the etiquettes of trail riding that people should know so that they're driving in a responsible manner while they're out on the trail.
1: For sure. This one, uh, going back to my Girl Scout days, also applies to riding off-road vehicles. You always want to leave the trail better than you found it. So these trails are used by, you know, lots of people. You want to always pick up your garbage and, you know, make sure you're you're being a really good, you know, nature activist uh, at the same time and you making sure the trail is good. Uh, another thing is just being considerate to your other riders. You want to make sure you're not, you know, roosting when you're taking off, you know, taking off nice and slow. You don't know who's behind you throwing rock. you know, throwing rocks if you're taking off too fast. Uh, slowing down when you're passing people, getting to another really big one is making sure you're always on the, you know, hugging the right side of the trail. Uh, so when you're meeting other riders, you are, you, you're allowing for a space to pass.
0: In terms of just the, the actual driving, when you're teaching people to ride their ORVs or their ATVs, What are some bits of like the driving and maybe operational advice you'd give someone who's riding for a trail for the first time? What should they look out for? What are some important techniques they should have down before they go out?
1: You always want to be looking ahead. Uh, And the other thing is going at your own pace. Uh, Don't be going too fast. You know, if you're riding with somebody that's more experienced, you don't, you're not going to want to just try and keep up with them. You want to ride at your own pace and figure out the vehicle and how it handles before you increase your speed. Uh, Increasing with speed will come naturally with time. It's not going to happen your first day out, so that shouldn't be your focus. Your first focus should be understanding how the vehicle handles and riding at a a safe pace. Uh, Another good thing to do is always look at the trail beforehand. So uh, I always look at Google Maps and see different landmarks and have the the path planned out so that when you're riding maybe at that slower pace, you're familiar with the area from you know, a real basic view, and you can meet and have different waypoints uh, when you're riding. Another thing is to stop. If you have questions or you are, you you know, find something that you're not familiar with passing, whether it be, you know, some sort of water, mud, or obstacle in the trail, stop, assess the situation, and wait for your other, if you're riding with somebody else, for them to come back and help you through the situation. It, you know, never hurts to stop, pull over, get out, check out the, check out the train, uh, before you make that pass through.
0: Would you recommend if someone is new to ride with a friend the first time?
1: Definitely. It's always good to have somebody out there. If not, you know, a passenger and driver, also another vehicle. And if you're not riding with somebody, even if you're, are in a group, it's always good to tell somebody where you're going, when you're expected to be back and kind of what your, your rough plan is. You know, you things always change, but just having that rough idea of where you think you're going, uh, really helps. And, uh, I know, I, you know, as a wife at home, sometimes it's always nice to know, you know, where my husband, if he's riding separately, where he's headed, just that if anything happens, you have that peace of mind, you know, at least somewhere to start, you know, if there's anything that does come up.
0: Well, speaking of taking the right precautions and all of that, let's talk about safety equipment and gear. What are the safety gear people should be wearing on the trails And when you're setting out for a ride, what sort of things in terms of supplies or tools or anything like that are you packing with you?
1: Yeah, so your biggest thing is your helmet. Make sure you have a good fitted helmet and a good set of goggles that you're able to see clearly through. I usually always pack uh, my tinted and my clear goggles, even if I'm planning out being out on a sunny day. Uh, You never know when you might be out a little later, you know, take a wrong turn and you want to change into those clear goggles. For the evening hours. Other than that, it's a lot of layering and understanding the weather. Uh, look, look ahead uh, for the day and you know the evening, and make sure you have different layers that you're able to take on and off so you're comfortable. One thing that I always ride with, no matter where I'm going, is waterproof shoes. Even if you're expecting a dry day, there's you know always a chance you're hopping out of your vehicle into some muck or you're walking up to you want to see the lake or a stream, you're walking up to some sort of water. So I always wear my waterproof shoes, and that way my you know, my feet are staying dry because that's for me that's the big comfort thing to make sure my feet are dry and warm. So pack also packing. It depends on you know how long you're going, but always bring extra food and water. Uh, that's always something good to have. And then a lot of people bring you know camping gear and they'll use their vehicle to get out to a you know remote campsite. So if you're packing that along, you have a lot more things to do. But just the basics of some food, water. And those layers are always a good thing to have along.
0: One thing that can also help your riding experience is adding some accessories to your vehicle. Are there any accessories that jump out at you thinking that, that you think will really help someone who's a uh, wants to become a trail rider?
1: Yeah, having a good cargo box that is sealed and waterproof is, is really good. That's where you can kind of keep those basics and you can pile it up with water, food, and your layers. Otherwise, you can be more strategic in your packing and you'll get all your camping gear in there as well. Another thing I like to ride with is lower doors uh, protect you from any splashing uh, or, or mud that you come across. And then depending on where you're riding, a windshield might be good to protect you from different rain elements and then a roof. So a roof is good in your know, rain or different weather as well as protecting you from the sun. It'll keep you cool on those uh, really warm days.
0: Lastly, before we let you go, if someone is new and maybe they're thinking, this is kind of intimidating for the first time jumping into this sport. What sort of words of advice or encouragement would you give someone who's wondering if the, if trail riding and power sports are for them?
1: So you just got to try it. And I think you need to be okay with, you know, taking, taking the first step and just seeing if it is for you. Uh, it's not for everybody and, and that's also okay. So you just need to try it out one day and take it, take it day by day, take it in different steps. Um, understand that it's definitely not a sport that you can always plan for the best weather right you have way different you know trail situations and weather situations you kind of gotta you know go with the flow when it comes to that stuff but just trying it one day and seeing how you like it uh, and giving it a chance and I think another thing is for me is I have a lot I have a more enjoyable days when I feel well prepared so packing the right gear Having, being familiar with my vehicle and having all the right stuff also really helps me to feel confident when I'm going out riding.
0: Another way that maybe you could get a taste for trail riding would be Polaris Adventures.
1: I think Polaris Adventures is super awesome. It's a way that you can get out and ride and you don't have to buy the vehicle. That's a really big investment. And so Polaris Adventures is a way that you can rent a vehicle for a day or a few days and also get the instruction you need beforehand. The people that are uh, running Claris Adventures have a lot of experience and knowledge that they can share with you before you go out on the ride. And they're also positioned nearby really good riding areas. So it's a really good way to, to get out and ride for your first time.
0: All right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for the expertise. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your riding season.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: A big thanks to Amanda and a big thanks to all of you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us a five-star review. We mentioned both the ASI and Polaris Adventures in that conversation, and you can find the links to both of those websites in the description of this episode. If you're new to power sports, ORVs, or Polaris vehicles, I would encourage you to go back through our archives and listen to some past episodes. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button, and tell your friends to subscribe wherever they get their podcasts. Until next time, this has been the Polaris Podcast. Hi, you've reached Joe. Sorry I missed your call. Please leave me your name, your number, and a short message, and I'll get right back to you. Thanks and have a great day.
1: Straight to voicemail. Okay, Joe, you need to tell them that the Polaris Help Center is their first stop for vehicle information, maintenance tips, and how-to videos. All they have to do is look for the help button in the upper right-hand corner of any Polaris brand website. They also need to remember that all riders should always wear helmets, eye protection, and protective clothing and footwear. Read, understand, and follow their owner's manual. Never ride under the influence of drugs or alcohol. And always ride within the limits of your own abilities and never engage in stunt or exhibition driving. Next time, answer your phone. Okay, bye.